that's a bingo. Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo. You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! Double episode for Friday the 13th. Happy Podcast Friday to you. My name is Nate Chacon III. And say it with me. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your second time, the retention program is working. Uh, What we do on this podcast is I am a glorified narrator to stories that you may not ever hear. It's like audible Sorta. Um, what we do on this podcast, I read stories by myself or with a friend, and we riff the, the rest of the way through. So enjoy. Um, anyhow, I wanted to go over the last story of uh, good old Bill McGonigal. He was um, super fun to go over. I got a lot of uh, comments about him and how that whole story went about. And of course, yo man, that Fred West episode number twenty nine. Please go check it out. And any other episode, if you haven't heard some of them um, already. Again, this is number thirty one. So you you got. You you got some time and you can check that out on shortstorybingo.podbean.com or wherever you're listening to this right now uh be sure to share with your friends and family and let them know how awesome uh this uh little podcast is that we're doing and uh, fill them in yeah so what we're gonna do today because it is friday the 13th and because we do a lot of scary stories anyway so might not be just centered around friday the 13th but we're gonna be reading out of uh, the creepy pasta collection um, again, and the name of the uh, story is "Perfume" by Michael Whitehouse. Um, so I hope that you guys are doing something crazy. I know that the Nightmare on Thirteenth downtown uh, is open for one day or one night, excuse me, only. So um, shout out to them. They're not even you know a sponsor, but I know that that's happening. So if you're listening early on Friday, maybe you might make some plans to go out and enjoy yourself. Um, for this week's random Twitter follower shout out, uh, we're going to be shouting out my boy at ShelbaDine09. He's with the Dine Crew Hip Hop um, Collective out here in Salt Lake City. Be sure to go check him out. Follow him. Uh, I think he's on Instagram the same way. And that's spelled S-H-E-L-B-A-D-I-N-E-09. Uh, at Shelbyine Shelby what's up baby um, and then of course our uh, top three uh, st- uh, states that are listening right now uh, that have listened thus far most in the in the United States uh, we have coming in and first Virginia I and mean, these are all beyond Utah but it's Virginia I think that's probably just because of my sis just kidding maybe I don't know uh, Virginia Texas and New York I don't think I've said New York yet so that's pretty cool. And then the countries, top three, Canada, the UK, and Austria. All right. This is just for uh, April thus far, so we're only 13 days in. Well, 12 days, uh, but yeah. Um, happy Podcast Friday to you. How are you guys doing? I hope well. I hope well. Uh, we um, were um, going to go over like how the new format as far as getting uh some like for the random twitter follower shout out getting some new uh uh uh, drops for it and so yeah man the thing this thing's coming together i appreciate you guys rocking around on this uh boat with me and making sure to take the same turns with me i really love doing it and i really love when you join me for it so what are you guys really doing for Friday the 13th? Is it going to be something crazy? I don't know. I'm going to be, um, well, I mean, by the time this time, well, I don't know if I should say it. Yeah, I have a surprise. I can't say it because some of these might be listening that will know what's happening and might listen to it before. 
So, um, yeah. Anyway, so I'm gonna be having I'm gonna have a fun weekend, and I'll tell you guys next Friday what that was. So be on the lookout for that. <laughs> anyway, happy Friday the 13th. Happy Podcast Friday. Short story being alive and in effect, and we gotta get the intro music in. This is the Creepy Pasta Collection called Perfume by Michelle White House. 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 Friday the 13th. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. The perfume haunted me. It fluttered through the air, teasing me, leading me toward an obscured end. I ran down hallways bathed in red tapestries. My nightgown... Is that tapestries? Fuck. I think it's tapestries. My bad. I ran down hallways bathed in red... 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 Jesus. I ran down hallways bathed in red tapestries. If it's tapestries... Fuck. Uh, my nightgown shuddering in the cold. I can grab a coat, man. Moonlight showed me the way as I searched for the perfume source. Around blind corners, through doorways of solid oak, into rooms once filled with laughter and terrible deeds. Oddly specific. With each step, the scent grew stronger. Roses, a sting of ginger and citrus. Ah, and a tinge of Jack Daniels with widow's peak blood. Just kidding. A sting of ginger and citrus. Never quite putting my finger on the familiarity of it all. Let me redo that because I... With each step, the scent grew stronger. Roses. A sting of ginger and citrus. Never quite putting my finger on the familiarity of it all. And then I entered a chamber... This better be a dream. And then I entered a a chamber, an old room that differed from the rest. One solitary candle sat by a large four-poster bed. Okay, all right. The light cascaded out, revealing a room dark and brooding. The floor was cold. The wood warped slightly. Shit. My bare feet lost what little heat they once held. A huge fireplace lay opposite the bed, unlit, devoid of, devoid of life. Looking like that, man. And above it, a large portrait dominated the room. I mean, it better be cool. In the painting of women, in the painting, a woman sat. Dude, see those paintings are always so fucking creepy when it's like, and they're like, I'm not, I'm not looking at the next line yet, but the ones that they're like just sitting, and then like, it has to be a picture from like 1874, like it has to be in that era where, like the kid has glasses, but you could tell like there's a crack in one of them, and and his knickers are up, and she's like sitting down, has a bonnet, because that's what you did, just wore bonnets. I mean, it's like you're walking around with a constant hairnet. 
and like looking dead into I don't know th- didn't, don't those eyes like always just seem dead like th- like there's nothing behind them uh, <clears throat> I might make that the the picture to for the story is like one of those creepy like do you, you guys know that they used to do um uh like it, when you die like did your viewing they would like prop you up and like just put you in like a regular set well like regular by like sitting down and people would just like come by and you just like be you know like embalmed and all that i don't even know if it was embalming back then but yeah it was super creepy and you just take pictures like with your dead grandpa or your dead uncle or whatever dead insert person here and yeah like that was a thing i don't know the name of it off the top of my head but it was a thing and above it a large portrait dominated the room in the painting a woman sat wearing a dark green dress of many decades past told you her hair was pulled tightly in a bun oh her pale skin like languid pearl jesus and her eyes cold and cruel with dispassion see those eyes seemed to watch following me as i wandered around the bed until i stood at its foot a once rich now faded crimson blanket covered the mattress and as the excuse me and as the candlelight struggled against an unseen draft it became clear that someone lay in the bed get the fuck out of your dream wake up this isn't a dream this is obviously a story and it's pretty cool i could not see the face of this person obviously not the body was covered from head to foot by the red blanket shrouded by it the sight of that cloth outline struck fear into my heart yeah man because you don't know who's there and if they're just going to start floating like dana and ghostbusters i dared not remove the blanket Uncertain that my nar my nar my nards <laughs> that my nar oh, Jesus I was trying that time I dared not to remove the blanket uncertain that my nerves could endure the shock uncertain that my nerves could endure the shock all right again I was stung by the familiarity of it all a memory hiding is a uh, memory hiding in the shadows just out of sight refusing to reveal itself it's the fucking perfume man it's just like that old fucking lady perfume. The pungent, the pungent, the pungent rose perfume was stronger than it had than it had been before because that person that's laying down is wearing it. That's why, as I could feel the spiteful glaze of the portrait behind me, uh, watching the proceedings. I can make sure that you are watching. There's a couple things you need to watch here: the portrait and the person that's underneath the thing. So maybe like find a happy medium in between both so that your eye. You know, your peripheral is on the painting because what if they come out of the painting? Again, Ghostbusters reference, but Vigo, okay? Then I notice another scent. Someone shit their pants. Just kidding. Something that had festered in that room for years, obscured by the sweetness of the perfume. A foul underbelly. As I stared at the outline of head and body beneath the blanket, the stench grew. Oof. With each breath, I was treated to a mixture of roses and something humid, murky, like soil after a downpour. They're for sure dead. They're for sure dead, and they just crawled out of their tomb. 
And that's what you're smelling right now. Ooh, God, but them saying humid, something humid. I was waiting to hear musky and not murky. I just wanted to be like, and something humid and musky. <laughs> like bad sex in a brothel. Okay. With each breath, I was treat. Okay, hold on. As I stared at the outline of head and body beneath the blanket, the stench grew. With each breath, I was treated to a mixture of roses and something humid, murky, like soil after a downpour. There was something rotten in that room with me. The rancid smell became so thick that I could taste it. The hidden memory threatened to break loose from its chains. I had to flee, run, be away from that room, that house, out, uh, out into the open where I could breathe again. Get a girl or dude. It's a girl, right? I think I walked quickly to the door where I had entered. It was locked. Of course it was locked. I twisted at the middle handle and it broke. I bet it broke. I twisted at the metal handle. It's fear. It's spherical body covered in dark brown paint. The locked mechanism and uh, the locked mechanism entombed in oak echoed. Uh, wait a second. Let's do that again. The locked mechanism entombed in oak echoed out into distant recesses that taunted me and resisted. I was a prisoner confined to a solitary room to a place where the sweet air of flowers was mixed with that of death. I pounded on the door, shouted, screamed, but my pleas went unanswered. They simply faded into that lonely house. How did you get in here? My family, uh, they simply faded into that lonely house. My family home, which I had not visited since I was seven. A place that hid dark recollections and wounds that ran deep, covered thinly by the preceding decades. At last, I gave in. I stopped my protests, rested my forehead on the cold wooden surface of the locked door. And try to compose myself. One one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. <sighs> I think Utah Jazz are going to get the fourth seed. I think they're going to maybe they'll get the third seed. Then I heard a sound. Woo! One at first, followed by three others. It was a clicking, creaking noise. I turned around slowly to see what was there. But the room was as as it had been. The body in the bed lay still. The blanket forming a perfect impression of it. The bedside candle flickered but remained. And as it did, shadows danced around the room. Oh, they created the illusion of movement. And for a moment, I stared at the portrait, the woman's eyes peering out at me from above the darkened fireplace, and it was as if a flicker of recognition fell across the face, just like, damn, I shuddered, believing that it was merely a trick of the light, but still the face looked on. Then I heard the creaking sound again. A series of quick clicks, like an aching door that had not been opened for an age. Just one age, like not ages, just one age. <laughs> Slowly moving in the light in the night, but I could not see the source. Fuck that, dude. 
My heart raced as I looked around, and for the first time I noticed in the dim light that there lay an old wooden wardrobe on the other side of the room. The creaking sounded once more. Is that a dead cat? That sounds like a dying cat. A frightful unease began to take over as each click sounded that both puzzled and repulsed me. I turned to the door and twisted the handle as hard as I could, but the reality had not changed. I was locked in that room with a body uh, body rotting under the sheets and a clicking noise coming from inside a wardrobe. Ooh, God, so it's like, like a... Um, like knocking, like I feel like it's not clicking. Maybe it's like someone's knocking their teeth or something in that wooden, like either way, it's stupid. I hate it. Okay. They would on the other side. Okay. So down here. All right. I was locked in that room with a body riding under the sheets and a clicking noise coming from inside the ward, a wardrobe, a noise that felt organic, alive somehow, differing itself from the shifting contractions of the wooden floor and beams of the old house. It at once sounded natural and yet felt unnatural. Another creaking, clicking, and I knew that I had to look at the wardrobe across the room. I was terrified by what I might find, but the anticipation of waiting just waiting until something threatening emerged from its wooden tomb was too much to bear. I wanted this torturous night to be over, to return to my adult life. What the fuck is going on? Something had compelled me to visit my ancestral home, but I was sure that if, I've, if I ever felt the cool breeze of the outside world again, I would curse that place and never return. Yeah, man, fucking roll out, dude. Obscured memories flickered in front of my eyes once more. The familiarity of the perfume stinging my senses. The Oh my god. I don't... It's her. Or him. Is it a her? Hold on. I gotta go to the beginning. Perfume haunted me. My nightgown shuddering in the cold. I ran down the hallway bathed in red tapestries. I think it's tapestries. My nightgown shuddering in the cold. Moonlight. Okay, so that's about the only description I have. I ran down hallways, bathed in red temperatures. My nightgown shuddering in the cold. My nightgown. So I mean, they're they're sleeping for sure. Yeah. Anyway, it's this person, and they're coming back. Yeah, it's this person. I'm I'm guessing it now. I feel like that wasn't that hard, and I just barely got it now. So, yep. There's that. Okay. Obscured memories flickered in front of my eyes once more. The familiarity of the perfume stinging my senses. The room. A dreadful window into my past. I would not be tortured like this. Played with. I had to know what was inside that wardrobe. I stepped forward, moving around and then to the foot of the bed. I was uncertain that the portrait stared on menacingly. But I dared not catch its eye. And so my gaze remained fixed on the wardrobe as I neared. The clicking, creaking noise sounded intermittently. With each step, I listened intently, sometimes being greeted by that horrid sound, other times being welcomed by the silence, an equally unappealing nighttime noise. As I reached my hand out to the wardrobe door, my blood ran cold. The door moved. 
if ever so slightly, but it did move. I can see an inch of the darkness inside. Ooh, I just got a shiver. A small sliver of black air, and I felt as though a watchful eye was glaring at me from within it. God. A creak replied to my a creak replied to my proximity. This time louder than before, but it took on a new characteristic. Like knuckles being clicked. Ugh. Bone and ligament snapping in place. Limbs that had not moved for an age breaking free of time's relentless hold. I reached my hand out slowly and pulled the door open with force. For a moment I thought I saw two eyes in the dark of the wardrobe peering at me. But as the light from the room's solitary candle reached that dark place, I saw nothing. No clothes. No belongings. No creeping eyes. Just the emptiness of a life now vacant. I sighed with relief. Just like I just fucking did. But when I turned to the room, I froze to the spot. Something was different. Something had changed. It wasn't the portrait on the wall. The bitter face of the woman in the painting stared onward. So she still had resting bitch face. It wasn't the fireplace either. Remaining as it did unlit. Its mouth bathed in night. It wasn't the door on the other side of the room. My only avenue for escape, standing still closed, no doubt locked by some unseen jailer. No, none of these things had changed. But what had frightened me toward any composure I still had within me was a figure lying under the covers in the bed. That dead, silent corpse that filled the air with perfume and macabre, macabre, macabre aura Is it macabre? I think it's just macabre. M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Macabre. Uh, And macabre aura. Hold on. Let me redo that. No. None of these things had changed. And he was just referring to, like, the painting hadn't changed. The fireplace hadn't changed. The door was still locked. Well, it looked like it was still locked. I mean, it seemed like it. Nothing changed. No. None of these things had changed. But what had frightened me toward any composure I still had within me was the figure lying under the covers in the bed. That dead, silent corpse that filled the air with perfume and macabre aura. It was gone. (laughs) The red blanket had been pulled aside, revealing white silk sheets. And the only evidence that someone had been lying there was an impression in the mattress, an outline of a now-missing body. I gasped at the creaking sound once more. This time from the bed, but there was no sight of the body. The room was unoccupied, and yet the air did not feel absent of company. Something was there. I looked around, and it was then that I entertained a thought, one which otherwise would have been preposterous to me. Perhaps it was an invisible specter that had been lying under the red blanket, an apparition with the body of a person, but transparent to the naked eye. The noise drew closer. This time from the foot of the bed, whatever it was, it was slowly walking towards me. The warped floorboard shifting under its weight, the only sign that I wasn't alone. If only I could see the cadaverous thing before it placed its rotten hands on me. At that thought, I leapt to the bed. 
And as the specter stepped forward, I pulled the sheets off the mattress, throwing them into the air like a net. They fluttered with the movement, bringing with them that sweet, rancid perfume. And then they came to rest, but not on the floor. Instead, they covered the walking corpse, showing me its outline. Oh, God. A shrouded dress of white sheets resting over something hideous beneath. Perhaps I should have allowed the thing to walk unseen for the sight of a long draped sheet stepping toward me almost stopped my heart. Creak! Creak! (laughs) Each Each invisible footfall brought with it pangs of dread the likes of which I had never experienced before. Oh my god. So it's just this you know, classic just a sheet Walking, it's. I mean, it sounds like it's walking, obviously, but the no. I mean, Lieutenant Dan, no legs, can't see shit. I've legit got creeped out a couple of times already. All right. Each invisible footfall brought with it pang, pangs of dread. Blah blah blah. Each invisible footfall brought with it pangs of dread, the likes of which I have never experienced before. And then came the wrestling as something else moved underneath the sheets. A prodding motion is what I could only assume were two hands outstretched beneath their shroud reaching out toward me. I stumbled backwards. I cried out. And as I did, so the, so the room dimmed. My retreat has led me into the wardrobe. Oh, no. The arms of the shrouded figure were now almost upon me. And my only recourse was to pull the wooden door of the wardrobe toward me to shelter me from that thing. You just locked yourself in. My newfound sanctuary shook violently as the shrouded specter heaved and pulled at the door. Give me the fucking door. Give me the fucking I held on with all my might, my fingers poking out into the room, grasping onto the piece of wood, the only barrier between me and that rotten apparition. Memories began to flood back, the dark wardrobe a trigger to painful events I had managed to bury deep within me. Of a little girl locked in dark places, cellars, attics, wardrobes, a girl put, uh, a girl put upon, beaten, mocked, emotionally tortured by her one and only caregiver. My body convulsed and shivered as the reality of my early childhood filtered through. The attack ceased. Silence became my world. Oh my God! And then I hear, t- and then I heard the the attack ceased. Silence became my world. And then I heard two words whispered: "Little Sophie." The words were more breath than voice, and in them I recognized the speaker. My grandmother. That horrid woman who had abused her duty. I was only a child, I screamed at the top of my voice. How could you? Still, I held on tightly to the door, sure that the spirit of my grandmother stood in front of it. This was confirmed to me when I felt a warm, sticky breath on my fingers. God! A mouth, seen or unseen, must have hovered over them for a moment, exhaling foul air. 
just burps, just <laughs> Jesus, what'd you eat? Then something wet. No. Licked the length of my fingers. A rotten tongue from about, from beyond. And it had that cat tongue too, so it's like kind of prickly. It's like you're like, Jesus, man. But I dared not open the door. Yeah. There was little I could do. I held on to it tightly while the ghost of my twisted grandmother licked at my exposed flesh. But continued? Then nothing. Again, silence. No breath. No shaking of the doors. Nothing. Teeth dripping with saliva, then bit hard down onto my fingers. I screamed in agony as they delved deep through skin and then crunched into bone. Under my screams of pain, I heard a laugh of delight. Who laughs after biting someone? Someone on basalts. Biting speakers in the face. Basalt. History had repeated itself as more memories flooded through the torture. She had done awful things in the past. Malevolent, twisted things. Locking me in the darkness, beating, prodding, and more. The pain of memory mixed with the pain of the moment as those dreaded teeth ground deeper. No more! I screamed in rage and pushed the wardrobe door. Knocking the shrouded figure to the ground. Be gone from me, bitch! My fingers gushed blood, but they were free, as was I. Come on, let's go. Get the fuck out. Leaping onto the bed, I charged for the locked door once more. I yelled and cried and fought as the door remained tightly closed. It would not budge. I pounded and railed against my imprisonment. Then two hands reached from behind, wrapping sheet-covered fingers around my neck. Oh! We struggled, the grip around my throat tightening, choking the breath from me. And in a moment's rage, a moment of pure survival, I reached for the solitary candle that sat by the bed and cast it to the feet of my grandmother, catching the shroud of sheets. The room burned. The bed, the painting, fuck the painting anyway, that shit was whack. The wardrobe, and my last memory was looking beside me to see my grandmother's corpse burning on the floor. I'm melting, I'm melting. I was found standing in the garden of my family home, dazed, watching it collapse in on itself, consumed by flames. I had returned to my childhood home to oversee my grandmother's things after she was done with this mortal world, but it appears she was not done with me. After that night, and long last, I was certainly done with her. Yee! Yeah, episode 31, Perfume by Michael Whitehouse. That was a great story, sir. That was awesome. The Creepypasta Collection. Yeah, Modern Urban Legends You Can't Unread. That is awesome. I got this book. I, I'm going to re... Um, obviously, you get the link, as you always do, in uh, the description and comments. Um, I hope you guys enjoy that, Like as far as knowing where to get your own books and stuff like that, because I am... Um, 
making an effort to make sure that you guys get a get a hand on some of the material that I'm reading. And if you have a book that uh, you desperately that you want to get on the show, please email me shortstorybingo at gmail dot com or even shortstorybingo at yahoo dot com, either or, and uh, we'll be I'll be more than happy to even bring you on the show. And um, if especially if you're in Salt Lake, um, and we can do it over the phone as well. So, but if you have a, like a story that you're like, yo, man, whether it's like a biography, um, any story, just any story, you've you've heard the gamut. I mean, we're 31 episodes deep, so we've uh, definitely run um, a pretty unique amount of stories thus far. I mean, I would say probably majority has been horror, um, but that's just kind of where my head goes. It's all right though. Like I said, though, if you have something that you'd like to hear, like, do that. I would love that. That was so good. That was really good. That was really, really good. I tried not to joke super hard on that one. I mean, I know I still did, but I, there were um, definitely parts where I had to make sure that the story was getting out more than just, um, you know, my horrible banter with it. Anyhow, uh, thank you guys so much. Check out all the other episodes. And let me know what you think. Um, we're averaging right now um, a cool about 320 streams a day. So that's super fun. Claps to you guys. Yay. Certainly appreciate it. Um, the Spotify is up and running as well. So like if you're listening on a uh, podcast app right now or like on iTunes, iTunes is the biggest one that um, from the analytics that I see people are using. So if you are using uh, iTunes, uh, the podcast app, uh Please, please, please re or excuse me, shoot me a review or uh, just rate it. Just give it five stars. I would certainly appreciate it. Or if you're going to give it four, let me know why you didn't give it five. If you're going to give it three, then so on and so forth. But for sure, five. That would be awesome. And review it if you can. Um, with the comments, I certainly appreciate it. And I absolutely read them and uh, love them. So, um, yeah, episode 31. Uh, which is ex- episode one of the double of the double episode for ju- uh, for fucking Friday the thirteenth. Um, happy Friday, man! It's gonna be a good weekend. Be safe out there, and yeah, fucking scare it up. Um, episode thirty-one, short story bingo, uh, perfume by Michael. Oh, I forgot already. White horse. Yep. White House, excuse me, My, Michael White House. Oh man, that was good. It wasn't a long one either, so that's fun. Oh fuck, what is this? Oh god, forsaken oh, shit. Okay, bring it back here. I'm not gonna re-record that. Uh, I don't know, maybe I will. Dun dun dun. Spare fingers. Yes.